Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Elizabeth. <sighs> and I'm also Elizabeth. What's up, what's up there, Liz? Oh, I'm just sick. Sick, you say? I was I was gonna say lovesick, but then I was like, oh well, I mean coronavirus, but <laughs> either one could be the end of our whole infrastructure and life as we know it. That's true. We are recording this, just so everyone knows, on March twelfth, so um you're gonna be hearing this in like about three weeks, hopefully things are going okay. You know, hopefully it's all fine. It's probably gonna be all fine. It's probably gonna be all fine. I was in the Louisville airport the same day that the Louisville COVID-19 patient was there. So, hey! That's super fun. It's super fun for me. Yeah, you know how sometimes you're reading a webcomic about the world ending and then something like this happens? Well, it's not gonna end because of this. No, no. It will show a lot of vulnerabilities in our government's infrastructure, which it already has so far, so let's fucking go! Yes, this is true. Our social safety net is just full of holes. Does it even exist? Debatable, actually. <laughs> At least we both work from home so we can self-quarantine. We get to just stay right here and do our jobs and record podcasts episodes for you lovely people. Yeah. And speaking of recording a podcast episode, I mean, that's what we're doing. Yes. Anyway, back to um, my, my, oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta rewind. <laughs> and I'm also Elizabeth. I, is anything the matter, Liz? I just, I've caught the love bug. Have you? Nicolas Cage is just so a person with a pulse. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is attractive to some people. Mm -hmm. There are people who find him attractive. Sure, that's Vriska. 
Oh boy. Oh man. Frisco, we were just talking about how you were a lesbian last- I was literally just thinking about that as we were watching this sound file. I was just like, oh boy. Our theory is gone. You know, I could make an argument. Do you want to make an argument or do you want to keep it to yourself? I will just keep it in my heart. And that'll be how things are. Okay. Priska, I trusted you. No, I didn't trust her. I, I was about to say, you trusted <laughs> No, I mean, no, Who I are didn't. you, John? <laughs> oh, my foolish sweet boy. I love him so much. Or your boy. My boy! We'll get to some of the things I very much liked about John later, but... Suffice it to say, I just love him very much with all of my heart. And also, he just, okay, wait, I will say, in that conversation with him and Vriska, I love how, like, I mentioned last time, how he seems to be sort of impervious to Vriska's manipulation, whether psychic or psychological. I mean, he's impervious to a lot of things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, actually, no. No, but like, she was like, you don't get to talk to me unless I want to talk to you. And he was like, nah. Thank you, John. God bless you, John. She, he was like, nah, I just, I mean, you talk to us whenever you want. So, you know, I'm just going to message you. <coughs> Not even a question. I love him. It's just there. Yep. Okay, so. Yes. There is a big thing we got to talk about today. But again, I feel like like all of our big things, it's happening after the minigame as a treat. Yes, as a treat. Elizabeth can have little a rumpus asshole party as a treat. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. First off, like the other things that happened, because that happened at the very end, so I'm just going to go through pretty much, you know, everything. First off, the Solix and Trezzy conversation was actually kind of funny. I know you don't like Solix, and I'm not really the biggest fan of Solix, but I'm it was pretty good. neutral on Solix. Remember, he is not a, what did I call them? He's not a bastard boy. No, he's he's Solix. He's just Solix, exactly. So like, eh. and also Solix was the one who tried to name Dave early, and then in his, in his quirk, which didn't work. So also, can I talk about Feffery, who's just like hanging out? <laughs> She's just hanging out. She's just chilling. <laughs> you know, she's had a lot of responsibility for a very long time. And finally, she's just, she can just chill out. She's just chilling out here, away from Aridin. Uh-huh. As it should be. As it should be. But yeah, like, Terezi and Solix have, like, a very good chemistry, I feel like. Yeah. Not enough chemistry for me to gush over it, like, more than what we just did, but, like... It's enough to be mentioned. Yeah, they're a pretty good dynamic with Solix's jokes. It's good. They seem to get along pretty well. Baby Dave is so cute. Baby Dave is so cute, and he literally crashes on Earth on Maplehoof, and then he gets a bib made out of her, like, fucking cutie mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is what it is. And then he just continues wearing a shirt with a heart on it for a very long time. It's very cute. You could almost say that each human is a different quadrant. Yeah, gosh, whoa. Why would John be spayed anyway? Gosh, who who knows? I mean, I have to give bro points for using every part of the pony. I was gonna say, like... You started that sentence, and I was like, don't. 
Don't give Bro points for anything. I have to deduct points for throwing a baby. <laughs> Minus a million points for just throwing a baby. Also, using a puppet to raise the baby from, like, when the baby was a newborn. Also, my favorite thing about him using Cal to do this is that, like, Bro has to move at, like, the highest of speeds to make it look like that he's not controlling Cal? I gotta say, no wonder Modern Dave is so fucking freaked out by Cal. Bro! Cal is a bad parent. Yes! Poor Dave is just this tiny baby. Ugh. And again, Bro threw a baby. Bro did throw a baby. Now, I have thrown a baby. Have you? I tossed them in the air a little bit, and, you know, they loved it because they were a baby? Yeah, it's one thing if you if you do that, but, like, don't just yeet the baby across the loop. I could try it. I don't think that's a good idea. I gotta call the child's mother and see if it's okay if I eat the child. <laughs> we already knew that bro was a bad parent. Yeah. But this was just more. I just worry about this small child. He's such a small child. Who was not very well cared for at all. Despite everything else that happened in uh, this set of pages we read today, I think my favorite line in the entire bit of it is, I don't know, you seem kind of young to me, and this thing is like borderline pornographic. How old are you? Six. <laughs> and then just the, just don't tell your parents. What are parents? That's just about the, the saddest thing I ever heard kids said. <laughs> <laughs> And also the fact that Dave's comics used to look a lot like Bro's comics until he saw Terezi's shitty picture, and then he's like, I'm gonna steal that mouth. I gotta say, Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff is much better than what Dave was making before. Yes, and that's saying something. Yeah, like... Considering how much you love Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff. Yeah, but like, when he said they were borderline pornographic, he wasn't exactly wrong. You know, as much as a 13-year-old. Ken, or however old he was then, 12, 13. Yeah, I guess he was 12 here. But that doesn't make it any better because, like, there's still a lot of girls with their boobs out. Yeah, and the fact that he's like, oh, you know, they look a lot like my brother's comics. Like, we already knew all of this about Dave's just sort of living in family situation, but also, this is not a healthy environment for a child. Don't get too, like, censorship purity on your kids, but, like, this is not the age to be introducing pot jokes to your children. And no, kids are gonna figure stuff out, and kids are gonna look stuff up, but if it's possible to not expose children to pornography at age 12 or younger, that would be better for their psyches. It kinda would. But I'm also not a parenting expert. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> you know, just a guess there. Anyway, I do love Dave and Terezi's friendship. F friendship. You know, their Earth friendship. Their Earth friendship. I, I, I feel like, listen, they're friends. They're friends. They are. Maybe not in this particular exchange. What is the straight version of gals being pals? 
I don't know. If we were Australian, we could say straights being mates. <laughs> I think that's as close as we're going to get. I, I do think it is, but they are just they just like send memes and comics to each other, and I appreciate that. They're just normal friends. Normal friends. Yeah. Also, just Dave crying in the onions, in like the, the soup, is a big mood. <laughs> that is true. It's a big mood. Even if you are a huge crybaby who is easily upset by chopped vegetables. Uh, does this mean that onions don't exist on Alternia? Or does this mean that trolls are immune to onion stank? Hmm. I'm hoping it's the second one, because trolls not having onions at all is just very sad. The onion stank hits your eyes like that because when the onion stank hits your eyes, it creates methane gas, apparently. Really? I would have to look that up to verify that, but I think that's it. <laughs> Why do onions make you cry? What does Google say? Oh no, I'm sorry, it's sulfuric acid, it's not methane gas. My mistake! It's sulfuric acid! It stimulates the eye's lacrimal glands so they release tears. The synthase enzyme converts the amino acids, sulfoxides of the onion into sulfenic acid. I never took chemistry. I don't know these things. Future Elizabeth, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to spell any of this. This gas reacts with the water in your tears to form sulfuric acid. I was right, it wasn't methane gas, but it was sulfuric acid. That does make more sense. Anyway, so <laughs> are trolls immune to sulfuric acid? I think maybe, yes. Awesome. They're great. Dave put on a new cool suit. I totally did not see the other Dave in this picture before. I don't think I was paying enough attention. <laughs> I didn't either. I was I was too I was too enthralled in their conversation. Yes. Can we talk about Therese's gifts? Yes, please. They were or very gifts. I don't know how the gifts. general gifts. populace It's gifts. No, I I feel like it's more of a dialect thing. God damn it, you've appealed to my to my descriptivist nature. Like pecan and pecan. As a descriptivist linguist, I have to say, yes, and that both are right. As a human being, I have to say that it's a, it's gifts. It's a dialect. Anyway, so Trezzy gives, gave us some gifts, and it was a gift. <laughs> it was. It was also a gift to Dave. I think he really liked them. Oh man, he was, he was going off on those. And the fact that Terezi can just leave the conversation for a few hours to make a gif and then come back and be like, here it is, and it's instantaneous on Dave's end is, like, even better. Yeah, I think he was pretty impressed by that. This is how you appeal to Dave. Memes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> he said so as much to Carcat. Yeah, he did. J shitty memes, though. Like, not good ones. Shitty clip art memes. <laughs> His weakness. Terezi's gifts are, like, actually quality, though. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. She gets the glasses on the eyes and everything. Yeah, exactly. She, she makes it line up there. How did she do that so fast? Hmm. And you know that means that she fucking can draw things in the right places. She just chooses not to. 
because she's very good. <laughs> Just the four, four, a motherfucking dance party! She's the master of suspense. She is, and I love her. Also, I love Dave's, like, little thumbs up. I know. There's just something about it. I don't know what it is. I love Dave, obviously, of course. It is sometimes difficult to like him because he's just so much. In the same way Carcat is, where it's like, I, I love you, and if you can turn the everything a couple notches down. But then you just see him, and he's just very chill, just like, oh yeah, you know, there's my future self telling me it's all good. I don't regret hanging out with Terezi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I get through one night without you? If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? Oh, and I... I'm just, I'm just thinking about Vriska and Nick Cage again. I thought so, but I was hoping that you weren't. I'm always thinking about Vriska and Nick Cage. <laughs> I, I will say, without you, I will say, it's there'd a, be no love in my life. It's a good case for Vriska and John. Just that shared interest there. She's like, okay, I'll watch this movie that he's recommended. Oh no, this is great. I never know what to say about Riska. You know, there's a lot going on here with her. Thankfully, we only had like one very short conversation with her, and the rest of the Riska stuff is just like about her. Right. Talking about her, we didn't see her directly a ton. There is so much disconnected little things in most of this, and then there was the one big conversation, but we're saving that. Yes. I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that um, soon. How do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe without you? If you ever go. As always, your musical skills are beyond compare. How do I ever, ever survive? I think that means it's time to go to the minigame. I think so, please. Thank you. Good. How do I live without you? Alright everyone, it's time for the, uh... A part of the podcast, it is the mid-episode A Game. Don't worry, your friend is uh, safe and sound for now. For now, huh? Well, then it's fine. And I'm from a timeline where you ate shit on the last minigame, so uh, I'm riding hot. I'm sure. I'm sure you know how this game is played already. Pick a card and then I answer a question and I do that three times. Mm, no more than three. Or else, uh, I'm gonna miss my, uh, spin class. <laughs> God. Can't skip leg day. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, draw yourself a cod, sweetheart? I will do that. Uh, Jack of Diamonds. I definitely haven't answered that one yet. The Jack of Diamonds. 
Elizabeth, why don't you name me two people with the rifle kind specifus? Oh boy. At least, if you give me a third one, I mean, like, you won't get extra, any extra points or nothing, but... Two people, you say? Two whole people. <laughs> um, I hope you've been paying attention. Yeah, of course I have. Um, Aridin? Oh no, are you gonna eat shit Aridin, on the first Aridin? question? Um, is one of them? Mm. Um, perhaps. Yes, I'm right about that. And... Oh God! Uh, <laughs> and Jade. All right, you get the con. Yes. <laughs> Don't get too cocky now. You see how uh this mini game is hard now. Oh yes. Okay, but it's okay because I was able to trawl through my memory of every homestuck page I've ever written and come up with that. You've written homestuck. Red! I'm not Andrew in disguise! You could have had me, fool! <laughs> I mean, I was totally confident that I would answer that question correctly, obviously. Mm. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and draw another card? Um, seven of hearts? You're gonna hate this one, sweetheart. Oh no. Name someone Equius has or had a crush on. Ooh, ooh, okay. Aradia. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, that card's for you. Yeah, I hate to say it as well. Three of diamonds. Who holds the lance kind specifus? Tavros. Oh, I, I didn't think you'd get that one, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't? No, I didn't think you paid attention to specifuses. I pay attention to Tavros, and also, it's, that's just, you know, he's... I don't know. I, I I know things about Tavros. Whatever. You got your three-question quota, and that means that uh your friend's not going to die this time. Oh, that's good. But next time. Uh, I'll bring some harder questions next time. Uh, good luck. I got all of them right this time. And you'll know closer to getting a royal flush because they were all number cards. No, that's not Except true, for Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Except for the Jack, which I got, which was one of three. Fuck off, I'm leaving. Without you. Have you been singing that the entire time you were in the closet? Yes. Wh why? It's the only thing I can do. That's not true, and you know it. There'd be no sun in my sky. No, what if we? There'd be no love in my life. There'd be no world Liz. left for me. And darling, I, darling, beloved Liz. Baby, I don't know. My what other I would do. Elizabeth. I'd be lost I would if love I lost to you. talk about you ever leave. the very important conversation. That was hat. Baby, you would take away everything. Please, I'm in hell. my life. What were you saying? <clears throat> Could we talk about the very important conversation that we were waiting for after the minigame to talk about? I was just setting the mood, putting some background music for Ferdy Rumpus Asshole Factory. I appreciate that so much. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this conversation, what the fuck?
Okay, so what? <laughs> what was that? So, okay, do you remember in like Act 5? When it was a We're little... still in Act 5, but go on! When we were in Act 5, Act 1. When we learned that, like, Carcat had a, a pastime for, like, you know, like, romance, and then also giving people advice on romance, this is the unhealthy manifestation of that. Oh, no kidding! There's a lot to unpack here. Where do you want to start? Okay, okay, let me just pull this up. This is on page 2790? Yeah. Oh, wait, let's see. Where? Oh, there's so much here. Let's throw out the whole suitcase. <laughs> okay, I know where to start. Okay, please. What's a quadrant? How many do you have? Second, obviously there's gonna be four quadrants. Come on. <laughs> I love John. I, he's just so, he's just not, he's, oh, he's. <laughs> Before we get into like the meat of this, I do want to just like give a special shout out to the the, the godly fucking one-liners in here. Strider, fuck off. And by fuck off, I mean fuck off right back here and listen, you insufferable prick. <laughs> oh my god. Friska's morosexual. Friska is morosexual. <laughs> Edit that out, Liz. Oh god. Why? <laughs> No, I am right, though. <laughs> I will edit it out if you want me to, but also, I mean, you're right. No, no, I'm, I'm right, but I shouldn't say it. <laughs> Do you want me to say it instead? No, it's fine. I'm just, oh. I was going to bring this up earlier, but it was in this conversation which we were putting off, so I'll bring it up now. I love John. I love this little, my favorite part of this conversation was like the part in the middle where it was just like John and Dave talking and Dave's like trying to help John out. Do you like her? Are you going to ask her out? Right, like, do you do you like her if, if the world hadn't been destroyed and stuff and she were just another kid and not an alien? Would you want to ask her to see one of the movies you like with? you and john's like well i don't know yeah but i've never really liked anyone before so i don't know and i don't really know how i'm supposed to be feeling and that was so sweet i know like they're good friends and they're helping each other out and you know john's 13 and just figuring all this stuff out himself and <sighs> it's very good this is an accurate depiction of what a 13-year-old boy would think that 13-year-old girls are doing at a sleepover. But instead, it is what they are doing with each other because, you know, they're being nice and emotionally vulnerable. In the meantime, Friska and Terezi are probably summoning demons or some shit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they're, like, mind-controlling each other and... Oh, boy. No, it's true. I, I, That's exactly what I was thinking. I love it. They're just like, oh my god, do you think she likes me? And they're just being like supportive and... Do you think she wants to make out with me? He, he was just so kind of like upset about all of this because clearly he's just been like talking to Friska and like enjoying her company. And then Carcat's like, well, clearly she likes you and wants to make out with you. And he's like, what? And then Carcat's like, anyway, you need to marry Rose. And he's like, what? You could fucking see the 
goddamn like math lady meme overlaid over John's text when he's like, wow, I have to marry Rose? <laughs> yeah, what was it like? It's wow, I have to marry Rose? Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, my boy. <laughs> he's just trying. When Carcat first starts telling them that they have to marry Rose and Jade, Dave's just like, dude, no, just stop. Dave and John also take it in two completely different ways. Dave is like, he's using sarcasm as like a coping mechanism. As he always does. Yes, that's just how Dave operates. And John's just like, completely confused. He's so confused. And also he's like, I think we're all a little young to be thinking about that. And also, aren't we kind of related? Anyway, John's the most relatable character in this entire story. Anyway, Carcat doesn't see a problem with incest. No! What? Like, I can see why. Because, it like, that's not a thing that happens on Alternia. But, like, also, Carcat. I guess so. But, like, Carcat. Thanks for the shipping grid, bro. I'ma drop everything and go have a baby with Jade right now. No peeking, Kay. <laughs> and then there's like Dave saying like, "Oh, did one of the human ladies reject you?" Oh no, a dude rejected you. Clearly, <laughs> John, don't worry about it. He's gay and dealing with some stuff. And I'm like, Dave, yes, and pot calling the kettle black there, buddy. Hey, Dave. Hey, hey, Dave! Hey, hey, David! I think you're projecting just a little bit. But also, he was right. He was right. He was right about that. Carcat doing a whole monologue about how if any trolls come to Dave or John saying something that's like, could be construed as like alien flirting and it doesn't go well. Just ignore it. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Don't worry about it. For no it. reason. He's bringing this up for and no it's reason not at all. Carcat didn't no, do it. No, obviously. Carcat didn't do it. Yeah. It's just somebody that came up. I just love Dave. Dave going like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this was my favorite Dave conversation, I think. <laughs> He's just so done. I'm trying to figure out how I want to address this. Okay. Can someone tell Carcat uh-huh. to please stop shipping the humans in a way that they would best be mates for reproduction? Yeah. Please. <laughs> it's making them uncomfortable. It's really making them uncomfortable. Making me a little uncomfortable, Carcat? Out of all of the uncomfortably sexual conversations that we've seen, this is not the worst. This one does come off as funny to me. It isn't outright uncomfortable, oh, you're playing out your hink. If it was just Carcat and John, I would be more uncomfortable. But because Dave is here and Dave is like a force to like bite back at Carcat for all of this, then like I'm I'm a little bit more okay with it. Yeah, yeah. That's better. The fact that Carcat brought them both into the space to be like, stop flirting with these girls. I also love that they both like got the notification that Carcat was messaging them and they were both instantly like, fuck. <laughs> They're right and they should say it. 
Card Cat, you need to work on your people skills because when that's the reaction people have to getting a message from you, that's not great. And you can see why they would have that reaction. We are, I, I just want to warn you, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. We are entering the shipping fuckery zone. Oh no. Which is something that I thought would happen later, but it is happening earlier than I remember. So soon. Yeah, it's so soon. I mean, we are almost 3,000 pages in. Yes. Yes. But also, I, I thought this happened later. This is probably just 16 year old me not reading like any literary cues or anything. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't remember it being bad until like the meteor. But here I'm like, ooh. I can see the problems. There are many problems already. There are so many problems. As an uninitiated reader, Elizabeth, what are the problems you see? I mean, I don't see any problems that couldn't be fixed at this point. I mean, the obvious one is Karkat trying to tell everyone what to do. That's not great. Again, like a lot of these... I don't see his problems exactly right now. It's more like I can feel how they are probably going to become problems. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, knowing what you know about certain characters later that you heard before we started doing this podcast. Uh-huh. I can just feel, like, all of the dominoes being set up here, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. We get to watch this fall down very slowly. So, Elizabeth, you know, you see how Karkat's acting in this conversation? Mm-hmm. He does this again later, but it's worse. Oh, no. For anyone that's read Homesuck before, I'm talking about the suplex thing. I don't know what that means, but I'm not gonna like it, I'm sure. No, you're gonna hate it. Like, it is, it is very much played for laughs here. When they do it again, it's not as much. At this point, if someone stopped Karkat and was like, cut it out. That would be one thing. But if it just continues... Now, we've been talking about the boys this whole time. Mm -hmm. The girls in this situation. Well, Riska is off in Nicolas Cage land. Yes. (laughs) Carcat doesn't even necessarily dissuade John... Like, he does dissuade John from flirting with Riska. But his advice for John about Friska is more like, she's fucking dangerous, and stop it, and not like, hey, stop trying to fuck with Friska. Which I, that's better. Yeah, that is fair. It still has that undercurrent of don't kiss Friska. Yeah, I also did like the, but Terezi killed me in an alternate timeline, so that isn't too bad, I guess. Plus, I'm pretty sure that she is sorry about it, and then- Oh god, you even know about it? (laughs) Karkat's just like, wait, so you know that Terezi got you killed and you're still talking to her? And John's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, because I'm John and I love everybody. God, I love John. Oh, me too. He's just like, you know, someone got me killed, but I'm not going to let that interfere with our friendship. Because she's- I'm pretty sure she's sorry about it. <laughs> he's not even completely sure. No! He's pretty sure. No, he's just- <laughs> I have to say, mm-hmm. they really did make us like Carcat for just the right amount of time to not be super mad at him for this. 
we have it all balanced so that we don't just hate him. We can both be like, oh, I understand why Carcat is doing this. And also at the same time be like, Carcat, stop doing this at the same time. Right. I understand your motivations. Your motivations are bad and don't do it. He's doing his best. His best is not great. His best is like yelling at people to make them stop doing something. It's not good. I I do have to, I haven't addressed this yet. Uh And it's specifically because of my teenage self, because my teenage self was, this whole thing, this was a whole thing for her. Mm -hmm. But I do want to address Terezi in this situation real quick. Please do. This is the first, it's not even exactly the first time this has happened, but like, it is the the first like major point in like, what I like to call the de-interestingization of Terezi Pyrope. <laughs> right now, she's still a, a very, still, like, one of my favorite characters. Later on, instead of the personality, it will just be shipping bullshit. No. It was so sweet earlier because she was, like, actually, like, having a grand old time talking to Dave. Yeah, that was great. I guess Carcat is feels threatened by that. I know, which I didn't even think, like... They're not even dating, first off. Yeah, first off, Carcat and Terezi aren't even dating. Second off, I did not read... The, I mean, maybe this is my personal bias, but I did not read the interactions between Dave and Terezi as, like, flirty at all. They were sending each other memes. Here's where I think we're different. I did read it as flirty. Okay, okay. But I didn't read it as flirty when I was a teenager. Huh. Interesting. I, I do read it as flirty as an adult. I can't really articulate why, but, like, that's how I was, re- like, bl- like, I came back to this and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I can see how it could be read that way. I could see it either way, but also, I just really like their interactions as friends, so, you know, there's that. They appreciate each other's artistic talents. These two these two characters, like, are also just very good friends. And sometimes, when you're just very good friends with someone, an outsider can read that as more flirtatious. Mm-hmm, that's true. It's interpretation. We need a big old chart to figure out who thinks what's going on and what is actually going on. This is a question. Can you look at this conversation and see where it could possibly get worse later? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad, because it will. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much everything that happened to in, in this uh, session, because we made it shorter because of this big old memo. Yeah, that was a big old memo, and we were like, okay, we're gonna need to focus on that. And next time, next time we are actually gonna fucking get into Carcat Wake Up, which I will say thank you to Axe Mysterious X Stranger on Tumblr for uh, helping us get that flash working. I got it to work on my computer. And we can play the Flash as it is meant to be played now. So that should be pretty great. I'm excited. It's just it's just all building up and things are good. And 
I'm enjoying it while it lasts. I think next episode will just be Past Car Can't Wake Up because when I was testing it, I forgot that you can play as three separate people. And you can interact with everything as those three separate people. That's a lot. Yes. So I think that's going to be next episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll play it. And it'll be great. It'll be so great. Everything will be great, and Carcat will only make good decisions. Since we're controlling him, maybe he will make one good decision? <laughs> Let's hope so. I think that is going to be all of the homestuck we have for today. Today, we read through pages 2,759 through... 2,791. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and if you need accessible versions of Homestuck, uh, you can find those on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Clearly, you can also contact us there, since some people have, and we do see asks there. Also on that Tumblr, you can find um, transcriptions for every episode of this podcast, and you can find those pretty much fucking anywhere because, you know, we put those wherever we want. And Elizabeth does write those, thanks Elizabeth, where she does have to transcribe things that I say, such as, how do I get through one night without you? If I had to live without you, just what lucky kind of that you do the editing. Be? Oh, I gonna learn either. I need you in my arms need you um, to hold. we also have a twitter You're my world my heart my soul which is and at heavenly excuse me Liz baby that would take away everything okay yeah um Good we also have a twitter life. which is at how underscore sane and tell me now how do I live I without you? I think you've all you? gotten your Liz Sings a Song bingo I at this point. I know. How do so, I free you um, without you? At least this one you? is in English. If you ever go, how do I ever... Twitter, where we you can ever ask us something if you're curious, I guess. Hey, Liz, can you tell do the next part? If you remember what the next part is? How do I get nope. through one night without John Michael who wrote our podcast music? If I had to live without John Michael who wrote our podcast music, what kind of life would that be? Okay. I need John Michael who wrote our podcast music and our audience need you to hold. <laughs> Wait and review us. On iTunes, tell all your friends about us. Don't mention the singing or the fact that Liz regularly, you know, gets locked in a closet during the mini game. Don't mention any of that when you're telling people to listen to our very good intellectual Homestuck fan cast. And just remember, everybody, that Vriska did nothing wrong. Except for, I guess, be attracted to Nick Cage, which is definitely something wrong. How do I live without you? Bye, everyone. I want to know, how do I breathe?
without you If you ever go How do I ever, ever survive?